Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 80. Episode 80. That's the... Uh, Plexico, Plexico Burris. Burris. I didn't even have to ask. Yeah. I knew. I uh, knew. Also, throw in there, um, well before our time, sir, there was a gentleman by the name of Jack Butler. Uh, played for the Steelers. He's a Hall of Famer, and he's the only Hall of Fame defensive back to wear a number 80. Um, 80 is mainly worn by wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, I did the look up, of course. You got Jerry Rice. You got Chris Carter. You got uh, Steve Largent. Um, all Hall of Famers. Jack Butler is the only Hall of Fame Defensive back that wore a number 80 because most defensive backs wear in the 30s and the 40s. He had to have played like a long time. Oh, yeah. It was before our parents were thought of. They didn't have the same sort of restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. It was before our parents were thought of. Yeah. I mean, I think like Dick LeBeau, whenever he was like a tight end, wore like number like 40 something. Wow. Like, I mean. Like an H-back almost. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. But instantly, episode 80 is Plexico Burroughs because he was the best 80 in our lifetime. For the Steelers, anyway. Hard um, to believe that he didn't get that Super Bowl with us, you know? You know, I mean, he left right the season before that, right? Yeah. He, yeah, he left in 04. We drafted Ben, Plex left. Um, Again, we were talking... They played talk- together for a year. Yeah, so yeah, we got Ben in 04. Plex left after that season. We won the Super Bowl the next year. But Plex went and got two Super Bowls with the Giants. Sure, I mean, um, it's just... It just he felt like an essential part of that team. He did. And, um, you know, if he would have stayed, he would have had that But he was, he was part of the, you know, certainly part of the losing to Brady in the playoffs. Yes. Legacy of, of the Steelers of our he, lifetime. He was. Uh, and then he came back at the end of his season and played that one year. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I don't even think he played the whole season. No. I, brought, I think they brought him back in, what, like week three? And then he played and then got injured and then came back and finished. Or he, or he played and got injured and finished on, on the injury report. But he finished as a Steeler. Yeah. His last games were as a Steeler. Uh, and then he had that time with the Giants in, in the middle, and I don't think he was with anybody else. He had that gun thing. Well, I don't like I said, I don't think he played for anybody else or was anywhere else except for that 18 months that he was in the New York uh, State Penitentiary. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot to say about that in terms of, you know, that, pro- properly holstering your fire. Yeah, 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 okay. Especially if you're carrying, you know, in a locale where you're not supposed to if be If you're carrying. carrying a locale where you're not supposed to be carrying, you should probably properly holster and not wear baggy sweatpants. Yeah. And let it fall down your leg and then go to grab it because you feel it fall down your leg and then pull the trigger and shoot yourself in the thigh. Yeah, he's I mean, lucky no one got hurt, including himself. Exactly. I mean, um, there's a major artery runs down your thigh. Yeah. So. I mean, so there's there's that. Um, not the only boneheaded thing he ever did. There was that time where he uh, oh. spiked the football at midfield. You know while what? The play and, was still and, and, and I was just talking about this the other day because there was a conversation about Plexico Burroughs online. And, oh. and yeah, and I was like, I was like, honestly, I, and it was with Jason Sircone from uh, Breaking Bruce, and um, he was talking about him. I'm like, yeah, I was like, honestly, I was like, as a Steeler, I was like, I know he was a great receiver and did a lot of this, but the only thing he's ever got really remembered for, anybody can pull up the top of their head. Was his first game in the NFL against the Ravens, where he makes a 15-yard first down, gets up, wasn't touched, spikes the ball, and the Ravens pick the ball up and run it back. Oh yeah, like that's what he's gonna be remembered for. And on bloopers, and you ask any Steelers, Plexico Burris, 
And that's in the top three of their, like, you know, you have to, okay, Plexico Bros is a stealer. It still makes the top three. But, I mean, it, yeah. it's. I remember my, my housemate's dad, like, called from, like, the road because he was listening on the radio and we were all sitting around watching and, like, you know, it wasn't often that the phone would ring during the Steelers game. Right. You know. But he's like, <laughs> but he what just did needed, he just, he just He's like, to... I'm listening on the radio. Did it really look as did bad? It really, did it look yeah. as bad as it sounded? It sure did, Pop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, he, he was a fun Steeler. He was a good Steeler. Uh, he was not a super Steeler. No. Uh, it's, you know, and Ben, I think, had a good relationship with him the year they did work together. So it's just really hard to believe that. Well, you know, because Ben was upset that the Steelers didn't keep him around because he because Ben's always wanted that six foot six, six foot seven deep threat, and every yeah. one that the Steelers have brought in has either been a head case or a head case. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the, the the well, yeah, and like Mike Wallace wasn't a big receiver. No, but he was fast. He was fast a deep and threat. deep. That's but all they, you do. they didn't have like a Randy Moss type who could like Mm-mm. climb people, Mm-mm. you know, or even like a Demarius Thomas. You yeah, know, because when Emmanuel Sanders, you know, he seemed big on the Steelers, and then when you went, so, when you saw him still, play with Denver, he's still a slot receiver. Yeah, and he's ever only gonna ever be a slot receiver. Well, Ben didn't wield as much power back then as he does now, I guess. So they didn't. They Speaking didn't of keep Ben, Mexico. Speaking of Ben, how's his swing looking? His swing's looking pretty good. <laughs> um, it's not what I wanted to hear. He should be practicing football. Uh, his swing's looking pretty good. How's uh, his arm? How's his throwing motion? I, I did not watch his throwing motion. I did watch his swing motion. He uh, was was hanging out with a few guys, uh, a few of the offensive draft picks, mm. which we'll get into later. Um, and um, I personally didn't have interaction with him today, but... Um, other associates of mine did, and apparently he's cleaned up his act. Oh, really? So, in my next dealing with him, I'll broaden my opinion, I'll broaden my horizons a little bit and see if my opinion changes. Well, you should always, you know... You know... You should always <clears throat> go into every interaction with an open heart, Steve. Mm. You know... I do, but you know what? Snow me once, that, that's my fault. Snow me twice, that's really my fault. Clear eyes, of course, Steve, but I also a full heart. Yes, okay. I understand. And I, I'm, I'm told that you win more often than not <laughs> when you have those things in play. Um, but that's good. You know, the other thing, Steve, it was like 80 damn degrees today. And, you know, I, I heard I, I was walking downtown like a month ago on a, on a day that was kind of warm. And I overheard someone on their phone saying how, like, people up here, like, I guess she's from the south. And she's like, people up here are just so miserable until, like, the weather breaks. <laughs> so, like, maybe, maybe, maybe he was just having a good day. Like the rest of us, because it was beautiful out it was there. Beautiful I got, out there. I got the humidity. Like I got all. I, I got a little sweaty. Like little, little sweat. It's like I got the windows open. I'm already considering like shit. Maybe I should turn the AC on. Yeah, I, I didn't. You know, I didn't go that far. And today, uh, but... the only problem, I the, the only reason I really want to turn the AC on is because we have the windows open at night, and my allergies are kicking. Mm. Yeah, my so, car is like covered with. So so I have uh, a black car, so it's really noticeable. We have a dark blue car. Yes, yeah. yesterday when I was getting back from somewhere i was like damn that looks that looks pretty bad now i'm i have to admit not really an allergy sufferer so the the first time i ever saw really bad pollen on a black car was down in north carolina oh yeah and oh, I, I, I didn't know what it was I've seen, I, I felt I, like such an asshole i, I, I asked the lady like the what's desk, this <laughs> and she she had like three tissue boxes like spent on the counter 
And she's like, it's pollen, dumbass. <laughs> like, well, I have friends. I can't that, we have friends that live in North Carolina, yeah. and she sent back some of the pictures on the Facebook of like the pollen cloud, like hovering over like the golden tri or the the research triangle. Uh-huh. Yeah, research yeah. this. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went into work today, and I walked into work, and I was working the terrace bar, which is uh, uh, opened up, and I'm I'm undercover, but the bar you can sit outside and still be undercover, but whatever. And I walked in, and we have a black granite bar, and I was like. Oh, God. So I spent the first five minutes of my day wiping down pollen. And then the bartender that was on before me was like, yeah, I've done that three times already. <laughs> oh, dear. That's an unsafe work environment, man. Mm. Should shut should shut it down when it gets that bad. Oh, I was like, oh, some bitch. So, yeah, I'm a little, like, after this podcast, I'm probably going to go take a shower. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know. Uh, but in the meantime, though, uh, this past weekend we had some fun things going on. Lots of fun things going on. Uh, the River Hounds last weekend had a 2-2 draw with Nashville FC. Uh, the Hounds dominated the stat category. Um, and the tying goal uh, came in an extra time at the 92nd minute. Uh, it's early in the season, of course. The Hounds are seven points behind the leaders, which is St. Louis FC. Uh, the Hounds go to Charleston, South Carolina this weekend to take on the Charleston Battery. There's a trophy involved. Yes, this is part of the trophy. There's, there, there is a round robin trophy that involves like the River Hounds and a bunch of teams like from like the southeast. Yes. So I forget what it's called. Uh, we won it last year. We won all the trophies last year except the big one. Yeah, so, and and the cup. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so we got a trophy, and you know, it's like it's important to hang on to. So that that game on Saturday was a lot of fun. Did you get to watch most of it? I did. I did, and you know, like they, they had some bad breaks early. They gave up a couple goals, and they're relentless and just didn't give up. You know, like I, I really liked the, you know, the work rate that these guys were putting on, and you know, a two-two draw, like it felt like a win. When when you when you score in stoppage time like that to like salvage a point, it, it feels like a victory. Now you you can't make a habit of it, leaving two points on the table every week. Right. But, you know, like, it's still early, and they're in better shape than they were at this time last year, certainly. Well, like I said, they, uh, so they dominated the stat line. Um, they had three shots and two goals compared to nine shots and two goals. Uh, one shot on target. Um, I'm guessing that was for a non-goal shot that the keeper, um, mm-hmm. blocked. Possession time was 57% compared to 43. 506 passes compared to 396. 71% pass accuracy compared to 65. 12 fouls compared to 14. One yellow card compared to two. Zero red cards on both sides. Three offsides compared to one. And three corners compared to four. And again, you said the offsides, sometimes you just got to take that hit. I mean, I mean you, it means it means people are making runs. Right. And other people are attempting to, you know, make crosses. And, like, you know, it's, it's sometimes a sign of aggression. You know what and, I mean? Like, and you need aggression. Yeah. Especially in soccer where... Uh, I, I am coming around now that we have a viable local team to like watch and support. To me, I still can't sit down and watch European soccer because I just never followed it. Um, I'm coming around to like starting to get the gist of it. You're helping me out with that, of like explaining how this goes and how that goes. And I'm watching the River Hounds whenever I get the time on TV. Sometimes I'll even pull it up and watch a previous game. Oh yeah, um, well, and, that's, uh, that's excellent. And, uh, you know, getting the gist of it. And it's been explained to me a lot. It's like hockey, just on a bigger field. And there's a lot of the same rules. But there's, you know, especially with the offsides calls and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, 
Right, so you're offside in hockey, you know, <laughs> because someone else is carrying the puck and, like, you get there first. Right. You know? Like, you want to avoid being offside, you could just let one guy try to, like, skate it up the whole time. Like, good luck getting through these traps that teams are running. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, like, the same thing in soccer. Like, yeah, you were offside because, you know, you were being aggressive. And it's very rare in, it's very rare in soccer to have somebody go coast to coast. And it's anymore, it's very rare in hockey mm-hmm. to go coast to coast. You see it in basketball. Um, but that's still rare, too, uh, for the most time. I mean, I, I, I remember only seeing a handful of coast-to-coast plays this year mm-hmm. in hockey uh, and in basketball, for that matter. Not but, easy to do. No. Not easy to do at all. Uh, so we did have some international soccer. And, um, Matt, you're, you're more uh, versed in this than I am. I know it's the Champions League. And I'm going to pronounce it. I know it's spelled Ajax, but it's pronounced... It's Ajax. Ajax. Uh, and, and they had a win over Tottenham 1-0. And then Liverpool and Barcelona played today. The last I heard, Barcelona was up 1-0. And 3-0 the set- was the final. All right. The last I heard was 1-0 in the 72nd minute because I went into work and talked to the one kid who was streaming the um, Tottenham game the day before. So I went in. I was like, hey, Phil, uh, I got a podcast later. I was like, what's going on in Champions League with Liverpool and Barcelona? And he's like, Barcelona's up 1-0. It's the 72nd minute. Yeah. Okay, so there's your update. <laughs> That's what so, I, That was my update when I went into work today. Well, Messi's, Messi scored two goals in the last 15 minutes to put that... That that tie is like completely out of reach now because they, they have to go back to Liverpool for the second leg and Liverpool's down three goals. Okay. So they, they could score three goals against Barcelona and not give up a goal, which is a really tall order. And they would only still like be tied at the end of ninety, and then they would have to play extra time. And then if it's still tied, penalty kicks. So, you know, it's not looking good for Liverpool right now. If so, they had gone, if it had stayed one nil, like they'd still have a puncher's chance. So in, their, I asked, in front of their home, I asked the puncher take it to the finals. Well, I no, I asked could still screw it up. Okay, you know, I mean, if if I asked loses like one nil at home. Like that that that'll be you know that'll go to extra time and kicks okay and then God knows what if if Tottenham scores two so when are they playing again when's uh, when's next week next week yeah, so like so Tuesday got, Wednesday so okay like so it'll be another Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday? Wednesday I'm not sure if they flip them or like keep the same day to allow the teams to have the same amount of rest that would make sense to me yeah to me but they don't always do sometimes sometimes if you played on Tuesday one week like you'll play on Wednesday the next and you get like an extra day and then the other you know other pair team. has to Get you know, a shortened day. Get a shortened day. But Ajax, because, um, because you know, in the, like Dutch football, it's not the biggest confederation. Like, they they do not have a really good TV deal, you know, internationally. Like, they're available on the Bleacher Report app for, like, 10 bucks a month, like, if you want to stream. Um, and that's that's how I get all the Champions League stuff. So, you know, the, the, the point is that, it, like, the Dutch football, like, federation, whatever they're called, they need to do everything they can to support Ajax. So they actually postponed all the games last weekend so that Ajax could rest up. And then, like, I guess, like, in England sometimes they they talk about doing that, but they'll just postpone, like, one Man City game, you know, so that Man City can rest. And that's not really fair in a title race because, like, like, in this case, like, Liverpool is still going. I mean, I don't think Liverpool cares that much about the Champions League, to be honest. Because their big thing is that they haven't won the English domestic title since, like, 1990. Which is a really long time for a team with a pedigree like Liverpool. Okay, so they're, I mean, 
Not a big deal. Like is, they, Kane's, is Kane's still a Liverpool bar? I don't know anything about what's going on there, honestly. Neither do I. Since, since Joey, since Joey uh, I haven't sold been out. in there. And, uh, you know, I... It's crazy that Liverpool got big enough that they needed their own, like, bar. That they, they outgrew, you know, Pipers. Well, I mean, well, everybody that's soccer goes to Pipers. Uh, but, that, yeah, but uh, there's a, a German German soccer team that has Penn Brewery as their home spot oh, yeah. uh, for that night. And, and I, uh, it's one of the bigger German teams. Like Bayern? Yes, yeah. actually. Hey. They're the biggest. Okay. Yeah. Byron's the biggest, like the second biggest is Dortmund. They came here last summer, played at Heinz Field. Right. Um, you, you know, there, there's like, there's usually like three or four teams from Germany who aren't Bayern who might make a run in either the Champions League or the Europa League, which is like the NIT of international European club soccer. Um, but yeah, like this, this phenomenon of like, you know, having just one team take over a bar like that's there's really only a couple that, that have that big of a following like man crystal city, palace man city man you crystal palace not crystal palace no there's no. there there aren't enough crystal palace people like i'm, I'm connected with you know several like, people on twitter who are like based in pennsylvania ah um but there's there's no like critical mass of of like there, there would be no need like maybe Maybe like a really small bar. Maybe we could turn Sam's into like a Crystal Palace bar, <laughs> you know. But but someone would have to get like an app, an Apple TV. There's no like there's there, there's no CrystalPalaceBar.com. So what you're saying to find out where all the Crystal Palace bars are? Around no, you don't world. need a website. You just use Twitter now. <laughs> and there's there's a CPFC USA Twitter feed, and you know you just just shout them out and tell them who you are and where you're watching from, and they'll they'll follow you back and try to put you in touch with people and. You know, social media, man. That's how we. That's how we interact these days. All right. So next, a website so, so next, squares. so next week we got Ajax and Tottenham back in uh, going uh, to Amsterdam, going to Amsterdam, and Ajax can win that game and still not make it. Yeah, the scenario is okay because they use away goals as a tiebreaker. Right. So if Tottenham is to tie it, they need to score a goal in Amsterdam. Okay. So that would then leave each team with one away goal, which would eliminate that tiebreaker, and they would have to go to extra time. Their scenarios, unless, or unless Ajax or Tottenham would come out of there with a win. Right now, if 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 Ajax wins, they go through. Um, if if Tottenham wins, if Tottenham wins like two one, Tottenham goes through because it would be two two on aggregate. Right. But Tottenham scored two in Amsterdam. As opposed to Ajax only having scored one in London, got it. Which was all they needed, you know. I think I think they can just take it to them and, you know, maybe make another goal. Like they play a real high like pressing sort of style, so you know they got their goal early, and then they they just like held held on to the lead for like seventy five minutes, and it, it was remarkable. And they they've got a really great stadium, the Johan Cruyff Arena. Which used to just be called Amsterdam Arena, but nice. Cruyff was the best Dutch player ever, and he he was a real big Ajax player, and then they sold him off to Barcelona, and he was like a world superstar. Well, that's what. Barcelona. So the guy at work that's in this, I go, he goes, yeah, what's really funny is he goes, Ajax, he goes, sells all their players to Barcelona. They he have said, a, they he, have a pipeline. He, he said so. He goes, if this ends up being like Barcelona playing Ajax, it's like Ajax playing old Ajax playing new Ajax. It's kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> You know, it'd be like the Pirates playing the Tampa Bay Rays in the World Series. 
right now. With like Glass now like starting three games out of the seven. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Austin then, Meadows series MVP. And then we got. Hey, Li- I can dream. That'd be. And then we got like, Liverpool and Barcelona. Barcelona's headed back to Liverpool next week, and pretty much. As long as Barcelona shows up, they're gonna win. They they score a goal in in Liverpool, they're through. Okay, like Liver, Liverpool would have to score five times. So Barcelona can go in and score one goal. Liverpool can score three, win the game, but still lose the match. Yeah, still lose the yeah because it's aggregate. It's aggregate, so it's already they're already in a three no hole. Right on. And three three, you know, all that all that gets them is overtime because they didn't score any goals in Barcelona to earn them a tiebreaker. Right, because of the away goals. There we go. It's it, what aggravates me about these games is they don't show on the score box, like on the actual game, like what the away goal scenario is. Like I, I get so annoyed because like I'll I'll turn on one of these in the earlier rounds, or in like Europa League when they're playing like thirty-two, you know, like aggregate scoring games all at the same time, and I'm like, okay, so this game's two-two, but like. I don't know what happened in the first leg, so I don't know what the aggregate score is. And I and like without knowing the aggregate score, like you can't know the away goals, you know. So like, there needs to be like another little like these high def televisions. They can squeeze it in there somewhere. Oh yeah, you know. They like, can we put got it up on baseball top... games. They got pitch counts. No, dude, they can put it and... up in the top right yeah. corner in this little box. It's no bigger than two inches. Two inches, uh, yeah. long, uh, one by two inches. Or like on, on, in the World Cup, like in the round robin, you know? Oh, yeah. Like they'll have like, you know, Brazil win, you know, we'll put Czech Republic through, like Brazil tie, then like, you know, Czech Republic will need to beat Costa Rica or something, you know? And they, they can just pop it up there occasionally, you know, like pu- pull down the subway ad or like the dancing flow for like, you know... 45 seconds and tell us like what's really going on that's all i ask anything else going on in uh the soccer world in europe or anything else like that crystal palace is playing the national 12 30 game on nbc on saturday because they're playing cardiff and if crystal palace wins cardiff goes down but a lot of crystal palace fans hate brighton so there are all these conspiracy theories that like maybe crystal palace will like throw the game against Cardiff to give Cardiff a better chance of staying up and causing Brighton to be relegated. I say fuck that. Like, I want Brighton well, up. I want, I want to be able to play them two times next year in the Premier League Yeah, and have better results than this year. Well, you know, I've talked... And also, there's, like, integrity. I don't think the players who are paid to be professional soccer players are going to, well, like, like I said, that's throw where it comes game. back to. That's where it comes back to, like, me knowing some guys in the professional sports, and they always tell me, like, look... We're always trying to win. We want to win. That's yeah. what we're paid to do. That's mm-hmm. our job. They're like, but we also know what the lines are. And plus, like with Crystal like, Palace's season, the way it's gone, like guys are gonna kick and hack at Wolf Zaha. Like it's gonna happen. You know, he's going to go down in the penalty area at some point. And if they give a penalty, like Milivojevic is going to take that kick, and he's probably gonna make it because he's only missed like one all year. So. It, it, they they might not have a choice but to score. The way I look at it, yeah, I'm going to a casino. I'm putting all my money on the palace this weekend. Bet the nah, bet the house. Bet the house. Bet the house. Uh, by the way, I'm all out of my bingo winnings, so I don't technically have a house to bet anymore. Unless you mean my actual house, so I'm not actually going to do that. <laughs> I mean, I can look in the change jar over here. 
And I think there's like maybe 365. No, I got seven fifty in quarters on my dresser top. Oh, if you want to talk about quarters on my dresser top, I got another like fifty bucks. That's like laundry money. Let's go. Let's uh, go but cash did, that in. Yeah, I mean, do they I mean, have a coin star at the casino? Yeah, uh, coin stars are rip off. I know. Um, this is casino though. I mean, <laughs> Vegas wasn't built by people going there to win. No, and you know what? Neither was the Rivers Casino. Right. Exactly. And like, once they build that lagoon down there, is going to be a bunch of like wet, broke people walking around the north side. Can't wait. Yeah, right? I uh, heard that shit. So, uh, all right. So, we're going to look forward to next week uh, more of the Champions League uh, going on with um, Ajax and Tottenham. And they're going to be back in Amsterdam. And then you're going to have uh, Liverpool is going to be hosting Barcelona uh, back in England. And uh, we'll see what happens then. Then, then you're going to have a... Uh, the finals yeah. w- with that is that a one gamer or is that a is the that Champions a... League final is one game one game it'll, it'll be on like a Saturday afternoon it'll be on Network Fox so it wouldn't be on the fo- that next Saturday it'd be on the following Saturday so you got ten days you're gonna you're gonna have probably some, yeah it, it it's usually like the last thing on the calendar like it'll it'll be after the like there are two more Premier League weekends and then the Champions League will be like the the final will be like the week after that. That's good. Yeah, that's good to go. So, uh, moving over here back to the U.S., we had the PGA Tour last week was the Zurich Classic, which took place down in Louisiana. It was team play. You had John Rahm and Ryan Palmer take the win with a minus 26 total, an array of different events like best ball and alternate shots. It's always a fun thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. These guys have like one caddy. <laughs> like certain yeah. rounds will have like one caddy whenever they're playing like best ball or you know especially when they're playing alternate shot mm. um you know they they have like one caddy and like they have like you know this that and the other thing it's it's a good time uh it's, it's a fun tournament to watch it, it kind of throws people off like the 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 purest of golf and like why do you have to throw this in the middle of the season why can't they do this as like a special event because it's fun because it's fun yeah and like, like, like we like talked the, last week, I wish like they, the, I wish they did more of it. It's like the Dell Technologies match play. Mm-hmm. Like I would like to see more match play other than just that one tournament during the year, and then either the Ryder Cup or the Presidents Cup. Like yeah, I mean, yeah, because yeah, you get the Ryder Cup and the Presidents Cup, and they're like they're treated as very important because they they are like international competitions, yes. and there is a, like a you know a fancy trophy involved, and you know there's a lot of build up around like who the captains are going to be and who they're going to pick like over the course of the year. Like, so it takes some of the fun away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I like I don't I don't personally like use golf as a measuring stick of like how our country is doing. You know what I mean? But I do like to root for the Americans in sports. And um, I you do. know there there is I guess a little bit more stress involved because like we are all sort of like bought I into mean, that. I mean, I, I, but I, when I, it's just like two dudes like playing on a course on a Sunday in April. And they're not like guys who I like actually like know or like went to school with. Like, what do I care? You know, yeah. like let's just let's just watch some guys like hit some balls and talk some shit. And it's like that Tiger and, and uh, uh, Tiger Phil match. Oh, dude, that was that was, there was so much hype around that. Like, just they should just give us that. Like, they're going to once a month. Uh not once and a month. not on pay per view. I mean, like, it... just put it on regular TV. Well, yeah. or even like Golf Channel. Mm-hmm. You know, like only diehard golf fans watch it. Nobody's gonna complain. That there's like interesting golf on the golf channel. I mean, and if they don't like it, there are like a bunch of other things that aren't golf that they can watch on their cable packages. There right? is. Exactly. Okay. Um, also, uh, so this week, 
Uh, the tour stops at Quail Hollow Golf Club Course in North Carolina for the Wells Fargo Championship. Uh, lots of big names are there this week um, as they prep for the PGA Championship in two weeks at Bethpage Black on Long Island. Um, they moved the PGA Championship to between the Masters and the U.S. Open instead of it being the final major. Yeah. Uh, like last year was at Belle Reve. Um, and uh, so they moved some things around. That's why stuff... Some of the tournaments got moved around here, there. The other thing, there's a few big names that are not playing this week because they're out of Bethpage playing that course and, and getting that. Because the last time Bethpage was in, I want to say, was the U.S. Open, but don't hold me to that. Yeah, um, I remember that. That was, yeah. that was a U.S. Open that course. That was a U.S. Open course, mm-hmm. uh, and it's Lynx course. It's out on Long Island. Uh, I want to say there was another tournament there. It wasn't a major, but there was another tournament mm-hmm. there. Uh, at some point in time, uh, since that U.S. Open and that U.S. Open at Bethpage was when I was living in Jersey, so between three and seven, uh, or between two and between two and seven, yeah, oh two and oh seven, um, eight actually, eight, yeah. So, uh, so there was that uh, going on. Tiger's not playing this week. Uh, I didn't see Spieth was in there. I didn't see Ricky Fowler was in there. I did see Mickelson, Hendrick Stenson. Um, that list, I mean, I mean, the PGA tour, I mean, there's, there's a hundred and some guys that tee off every week, you know, and you know, your Thursday, Friday is where you're at. And if you make the cut, that's why there's cuts and golf. Mm. They bring it down. Uh, so it's a good time. I mean, it's a good time for golf right now because Tiger's coming off a major win, uh, and literally a major win. Yeah, and any wins, um, any well, like they're treating any win as major for for Tiger, for Tiger right now. The way um, his stuff, is. I still it's pretty remarkable that you know he he went from like you know doing pretty okay in some tournaments last year to just winning the Masters. Like that's well, crazy. no, he won the PGA champion or no, he won the not the championship, the PGA. Uh, it wasn't the PGA championship. It was the last last one of the year. Is the PGA final. Yeah, I remember that. It wasn't, remember a, that. it wasn't a major, but he won the, the last tournament of the year. It, it's important and for the FedEx Cup. It was important for the FedEx Cup. So there was a lot... A there lot was a lot of, riding on that. Yeah, and he wasn't um, in the like points lead, for, you know, or any... He wasn't in any... For him to win the FedEx Cup last year, there was a lot of shit that had to happen yeah. that probably wasn't going to happen. Right, but but it was um, still like the... He did his know, part on winning the tournament. Yeah, and that's all you can do. That's all you can do. You know? Uh, so that, that happened, uh, you know, locally, golf... Right now, courses are beautiful and green. Um, We've been getting plenty of rain. They're a little soft. Yeah. Um, I played uh, Monday at Hickory in my golf league. Um, I kind of broke my own rule, and I didn't play as well as I should have because I broke my own rule. Whiskey was involved. Oh. Well, um, <laughs> you, don't, you don't drink whiskey when you're golfing, only beer? Or you don't drink? Uh, I try not to drink as much as I did. <laughs> um so next week will be better because i'm going to not break my own rule again yeah it just sucks when friends of yours like hey you're off let's stop by the house and i got this to try for you i'm like Fuck. oh man so it started at like noon <laughs> <laughs> and my tee off is at like four oh, um and i went to the course with already a buzz on and then one of my coworkers was like here drink this i'm like okay who am i say no and yeah so like the first like three holes were great this sounds like a bad idea. The first three holes are great. 
the second three holes were mediocre and the last three holes were horrible. I guess do your whiskey golfing now before it's like <laughs> 85, 90 degrees out. Right, right. You know, you know don't be whiskey yeah. golfing in No, I, I broke my own rule, and I should know. That's why I didn't perform as well as I could have, especially on Hickory Heights, where Hickory Heights is a tough course, but I know it well, mm. and I play it decently. And when I say I play it decently, I'm shooting around an 85 around Hickory Heights on an 18 round. Um, if I would, I couldn't have played 18 on Monday, and if I would have, it would have been 130, just yeah. because of my personal condition. Uh, so there's that yeah <laughs> uh so i broke my role i'm like well fuck and i, I ain't doing that again because like guys i work with or women is golf league with they're like i thought you were pretty decent i'm like yeah I'm fucked up leave me alone <laughs> uh, yeah well you'll show them next time now now you have motivation yeah i do you know i was like all right you saw me at my worst so it can only get better from here you do have to bring a couple airplane bottles just in case you like hit a hole in one and then you can just, like, stand over the cup and, like, chug them both back-to-back back before you pick your ball up. In case I hit a hole. I mean, just, just you know, positive thinking, man. I'm speaking in I like existence. It. I like your positive thinking. Okay. Uh, speaking of positive thinking, we both need a new beer. We're going to take a break that right now. the power of positive drinking. And, and, and listen to Shout our friends. Shout out to Mickey Gilly. And listen to our friends at uh, Sorgatron Media. See what they have going on coming up at the studio with Wrestle Mayhem, Fishing Without Bait, Awesome Cast, as well as several other great podcasts. And also, don't forget, go to boldpittsburgh.com because who doesn't like Jenny Lee's World Bread or any Jenny Lee bread? For that I've never matter. met anyone, and if I did, then, you know, we They're would dead be to friends. Me. Yeah, yeah right? it would be bad. Uh, so if you go to boldpittsburgh.com, go to the bottom of our website, and there's a big block down there where you can click on and order your Jenny Lee bread directly through us. Please do so because we do get a little portion of it, and it helps keep this podcast going. Yeah. And we need we need sponsors, and you need to like you know eat some French toast. You know you're too skinny, man. <laughs> I know, right? You know, I need to fatten up. Yeah, man. Awesome. We'll be carbs, right back. Carbs will fuel. People are like, don't eat carbs for breakfast. Bullshit, man. That's what like, keeps you going. Yeah, yeah. Burn that shit off. Go do stuff, man. Eat some pancakes. Eat some French toast. Get out there and see the world. All right, folks. We'll be back in just a few moments. Right after these messages. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our second segment here at Bold Sports. So, Matt, you check out, you got this guy named Sean Miller. You know who he is, right? I mean, he doesn't sign my paychecks. (laughs) Um, But, like, I heard he's not a bad guy to work for. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, I heard he pays under the table. Uh, There's that possibility. It hasn't been proven yet, but we're gonna find out about that. Apparently, uh, but it's perjury if it's false because somebody like testified. Yeah, yeah. So tell us what happened. So uh, Sean Miller's back in the news after he's been investigated, but not the good kind like you want. Yeah, uh, he's been investigated and apparently on a wiretap talking about paying DeAndre Alton ten thousand dollars a month while he was enrolled at Arizona. Uh, reports of players and players' families requesting payments as well. Um, now, the assistant coach was the one that initially went down for this, uh, and then uh, it, it got back, and, and apparently they have Sean Miller on tape. Um, I don't know for sure. I didn't hear anything. Uh, all I've heard was what's been reported in the news. Uh, you know, he... Um, I'm surprised. I'm still surprised that he didn't get fired. 
yet. A year ago. Yet. A year ago. A, oh, there, yeah, yeah. there was reports of it. Reports that, you know, things were not on the up and up. And Archie Miller was dragged into some stuff too, I believe. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Name just the name definitely came up. Like both both jobs were considered to be like in peril a year ago. Okay. Um, and then you know they kind of they don't like to talk about it during the season because it's bad for basketball. It is. You know, so like every, everything up to like the start of Midnight Madness is just like all these payoffs and like Louisville's doing bad stuff and Arizona's doing bad stuff and then they hey we gotta play a season now. And then they stop And then the season's over and just so convenient how like everyone goes to court. You know, it's like once you're out of the gym you're in the courthouse. And yeah, it's it's not a good look. It's too bad because, you know, like Sean Miller's a Western PA guy. He is. You know, we we don't want we I think we want to see him be successful here. But um you know, there's another Western PA guy who's not, like, perfectly clean either. Yeah. And, like, that's just part of what you gotta do to... So, know, the, ironically... The, way, the system that they have set up for college basketball, like, breeds corruption. So, ironically, tonight I'm at work, and there's a gentleman and his wife sitting at the bar. And, um, I was talking to him, and, hang, and they were cool, hanging out. He's wearing an SMU shirt. And then he's got this ring on. Was it Craig James? No. Um, but he's got this ring on. And I says, got a question. So I says, where's your ring from? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, here, check it out. He takes it off. He says, National Championship 1986 SMU track and field. Oh, yeah? I was like, awesome. I was like, he goes, yeah, he goes, you know, whenever they win national championships now, they're usually bigger rings. He goes, but this is from the 80s. I'm like, dude, I was like, I've seen the Penguin Stanley Cup rings from the 90s that looked like a glorified high school ring. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I've had them on my finger. Like, the, the Penguins 91 and 92 Stanley Cup rings literally looked like a glorified high school ring. Mm. Um, to where now you see the national championship rings or even the World Series rings, Super Bowl rings, they're just gaudy and huge. It's like... You see somebody walking with that, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. So I was talking to him. I was like, so you were down there in 86? I'm like, yeah. He goes, uh, I said, so you were down there whenever uh, the whole, like, death penalty and all that happened. Yeah. He's like, yep. He says, knew a lot of those guys. Worked out in the weight room with them. He's like, they're all good dudes. He's like, but what's funny is, you know, they come out of high school. They're freshmen at college. He goes, and they go into driving a brand new 280Z or an IROC. Or, you know, whatever else. He goes, he goes, what's funny? He goes, there was a swimmer down there. He goes, ended up being an alternate on the 84 team. He goes that, or actually he said, no, he won a medal on the 84 swimming team. Um, that was heavily paid yeah. as well. It was SMU. He says, the worst part was, he goes, why SMU got busted? He goes, is because they got Dickerson and uh, the other running back. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but um, Craig James. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He says they got him. He says they're the top two running backs in the country coming out of high school, going to college, and they both signed at SMU. He says then a couple of these other guys signed at SMU, and they're like, so why are these guys that are like top recruits in the country signing at SMU? That's what got him busted. Yeah. He says because there's guys over the Longhorns. He goes over the Aggies. He goes and everywhere else. He goes that were making money too. <laughs> He goes, 
They just happened to get all these guys at one shot recruiting them. Yeah. And that's what got him busted. <laughs> He's like, he goes, because I knew guys that went to LSU. He goes, I knew guys that went to Alabama, Georgia, Florida. He goes, he goes, I'm from Texas originally. He goes, there's a lot of guys that well, were getting like, paid. Literally, like, <laughs> in terms of, like, actual, like, what an economics textbook would say, like, the NCAA is a cartel. Mm. Now, that sounds, like, scary because we mostly think of drug cartels. Right. And I'm not saying that, like, they're, the, um, the NCAA is, like, you know, executing people and, like, hanging their heads from, like, freeway overpasses, like, in Narcos. But, yeah, like, the, the point of a cartel is that, like, everyone who's, like, involved in the market, like... You know, they have, like, an agreed-upon set of rules. And, like, if you overstep your bounds, then you got to talk to, like, Don or Ladio or whatever, you know? And, like, that makes perfect sense what you just said. Like, yeah, like, everybody's dirty, but, like, SMU got too good too fast at being dirty, so like, they need to be, like, pulled down a peg. And the NCAA, like, they don't have, like, you know, riflemen. To, to do the enforcing. They, they just have all these, like, compliance people. Right. And they, they don't, like... You know, they're not going to kidnap your family, but they they will vacate your wins and vacate all that natural good stuff, championships. You know, and... so um, so yeah, like you know, it's it's uh, it's not like a model that's like conducive to a lot of like daylight. You know, so there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that goes on. And the guy was talking, to and me. I'm not I'm not saying this to apologize for Sean Miller. Oh, I'm not like, apologizing for Sean Miller. He's probably going to lose his job. He's probably going to lose his job eventually. It, I mean, it's if Rick Pitino lost coming. his job, like. And I was talking. I was talking to this guy. Now his name's James. Uh, he was a uh, javelin thrower in track and field, and he has a national championship ring from SMU from the '80s. And he pulled off and let me look at him. I'm like that's really nice. That's awesome. You know, uh, he's an insurance agent here in Bethel Park. Okay. Um, he also coaches uh, private coaching lessons for people, uh, for like high school kids that are really good into into um, uh, the track and field situation. In their respective high school to go to college on it. I said, oh, I says I actually have a friend that went to college on a sports scholarship for javelin throwing. Nice. Like, you know, and you know her too. So, um, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, she went to Ohio State and this, that, and everything. And, uh, he, I told her, he goes, I, I don't know her. I was like, nah, it's like, she's from Northern PA. I was like, originally. So, uh, but yeah, uh, so I'm talking to him. He's like, yeah, he goes. He goes, yeah, he goes, back in the 80s, he goes, he goes, I know it still goes on today, he goes, but back in the 80s, he goes, especially with football and basketball, he goes, guys were walking around campus, he goes, they didn't even have to go to class. Yeah. He's like, they just like woke up, went to the gym, went to practice, and went home in their IROC, and their leather, and their like big thick gold chains, and whatnot. (laughs) Well, you know there's a, you know there's a local angle to this as well with the suggestion that Penn State was involved. Did you hear about that story? Uh, which which one? There was an assistant coach who was was involved in like brokering a payment to get somebody to go there. Um, I I read an article that was that speculated ba- based on the testimony that it could have only been Larry Johnson Senior. Yeah. Um, that you know he had ties to an agent, and he had obviously like an assistant coaching gig at, at Penn State because like the. The way it was set up, it was like, you know, an assistant at Penn State whose um, son played in the NFL and had a relationship with a certain agent. Right. And they didn't name names, but if you, like, you know, go back and look through, like, the years in question, like, it would have had to have been Larry Johnson. Yep. Um, 
like I don't care one way or the other. Like it, it was it was put up as like another, you know, well, another can... strike against the supposed legacy of Joe Paterno. Well, all I can say too is that like you, uh, you know, any event Pete Carroll gets fired from Seattle, he better get another NFL job because there's no way that dude's going back to college. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> You know, um, you know, there's some the positive coaching alliance. Yeah, you know, there's he some... gets so he gets so much goodwill for being involved in all this like new age thinking. You know, I mean, <laughs> so, you know it, what I mean? Like he he brings in he brings in like professors to like is, talk it, to it, his it's teams. Every and... it's every year, every year in college football or basketball that it, it comes out that there's some scandal of this shoe contract or this that the other thing or. Some kid's driving a Hummer on campus, but it, it was paid for cash, and it's in his mom's name, you know, or in his grandma's name, or something like that. Um, there's always something. That's I mean, why I love what the D, or the G League is doing. You know, pay everybody $100,000 a year. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to go to college if, if you want to try to play in the NBA. You know, you can go play a year or two in the G League. Develop your skills. Develop get paid your skills, 100 make 100 grand, a grand travel a little bit. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, it's, it's not, I think the G League—it's not perfect. I think the G League—you have to be one year removed from high school. Really? That, doesn't that defeat the whole purpose, though? Uh, or no? Is it? You can go straight from high school to G League. I, I mean, I think, I mean, if that's the case now, maybe, but like with this new thing they're doing with the hundred grand, like that's for hundred grand across the board, straight out of high school. Yeah, yeah. So if you're good enough to go, go. Yeah, and then you don't have. You know, as many like you're still gonna have, I think, college sports. Like you'll still oh, yeah. have college basketball, and people will still care about it because they care about their alma mater and they care about their local schools and what have you. But like, you're not gonna be getting Zion Williamson anymore, and that's good because then your coaches aren't gonna be, you know, paying ten grand a week or a month or whatever to to some one and done guy who just wants to go play in the NBA. Um. It's not like we're going to just start next year, though. No. You know, it's going to take some time. And I think that the, like, the policy of the NCAA needs to be, like, getting this, these massive amounts of dollars out of, like, interscholastic athletics. But then you got to figure out, where the hell are they getting the ten grand to come from? Is that from the boosters? So are now they going to have to look into the boosters that are giving the money to the coaches? Because... I don't know that Sean Miller's pulling ten grand out of his personal salary to go give to somebody. No, and I don't know who's paying Dabo Sweeney for his his new deal. Oh either. shit! You know, I mean, there were some high school coaches just got like a four million dollar fucking deal in Texas. Like, yeah, <laughs> like what are you talking about? It's high school football, bro. Well, like, I, you know, and it's bullshit. And I'm glad we're having this conversation on. I mean, it's it's technically it's after midnight, so it's not May first anymore. But like you know, International Workers Day. And, like, we're talking about guys who are doing a lot of hard physical labor, you know, and their only compensation is a scholarship that they don't necessarily even want because they want to go to the NFL or the NBA, you know? I, I mean, mean, they know they can get their, their degree later if that doesn't yeah. work out. They don't, they don't need to be enrolled in college right this second when they're also, like, at the peak of their athletic prime. Exactly. You know what I mean? So... And there's a yeah, lot you, of guys... Either, you, either the colleges are going to have to start paying players, like, above the board, like, not under the table, or they're going to have to just start 
you know, building like a more, like a bigger feeder system for the pro leagues, you know, where like you don't have to hide the money because like there's no bullshit amateurism. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, because it's coming, it's it's getting down to where uh, it was more prevalent in the '80s. Yeah, and in the '90s. Oh shit! And then oh, Matt just spilled beer. Party foul! Big party foul. That's like you know. Yeah, that's like the amount of like losing a balloon, sir. No, nah, I know. When you're like five. Yeah, it's, but it's okay. It's just Don't a little worry. splash. It's okay. Sorry most about of it ended up on, Most of it ended up on your jeans. I know exactly. That's all right. It's all but, uh, it's not guys, like I just did laundry today. Yeah, these guys are, um, you know, uh, you're still gonna have payment to players, and and a lot of it too is is not necessarily the players themselves, but a lot of the families are going after it. Yeah. We're like the moms, the dads, the aunts, the uncles. The well, what, have been, what has been done to dissuade that notion that money can be had? Not much. You're telling me you just met a guy who was involved or, you know, knew about that sort of thing in like the early to mid 80s, okay? Yeah. And like, it's like 40 years later almost. <laughs> and it's only gotten worse because shit's more expensive now than it was back then. So it is. like, everybody who like, you know, people are just trying to maximize their their potential existence. It's <laughs> you can't have a comfortable life without money, dude. No, you, you know can't. what I mean. And if you're really good at, at a sport, and you're gonna go work for somebody for four years who like makes ten million dollars a year, and you don't get squat, except for like a scholarship, and all this scholarship really is is like you have to go to class, except you don't because they will like exempt you, know, you from class. Figure yeah. out a way around that. Right, yeah. so then it's just like a waste of time. You're just you're just doing a bunch of like, it's like oh, uh, it's yeah, like it's, it's like it's like a cover. It's like cover. Well, basically. It's like you got if you're doing a crime, you know, it's like the players are like the guy who has to like, you know, go pretend to like actually work on cars all day so that they like have like a, a front so they can like break down a bunch I of. I remember that episode of The Sopranos. That was you know awesome. what I'm saying? <laughs> or, or like the freaking car wash on Breaking Bad. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like somebody's got to come staff that shit every day, you know, and they're getting paid, you know, minimum wage probably, because Walter just needs to like launder his money. We could spend a whole. We have a whole. We could do a whole separate. We could do a whole separate series. Well, we should just drink whiskey and watch Breaking Bad, and just like we could do like ten episodes. We we can do a whole series on on how corrupt the college situation is, and we might look into that as a future like random. Like, hey, check this podcast out. Like, special number one. Um, how bad is the NCAA? Um, but, you know, uh, I, my last point on this, I can remember from my parents um, talking about how back at Pitt football, mm-hmm. when you had certain players at Pitt football in the early 80s, yeah, late 70s and early 80s, that um, there was a certain Chevy dealership that used to give the players Camaros and Corvettes to drive around as a uh, thank you. That was also a pit booster. Yeah. Um, that's like, well, we'll just donate these cars for the pit football team to drive around while they're playing football. And depending on what string you were and how good you were, if you got a Camaro or a Corvette. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean. I would like actually suck hard on purpose to get the Camaro. <laughs> Yeah, because Corvettes were shit. Especially, I mean, yeah, I was, I've never been that into Corvettes, honestly. <laughs> Me neither. You know, I like the I like Corvettes the, are for like doctors yeah. who are having their. I've always liked the I've always liked the Camaros anyway. Yeah. but you know, 
But uh, what does a what does a Corvette even sound like? I don't think I've ever even seen it one. Depends like, on what year in the motor. I've never even seen one with the engine running. It depends on the year in the motor. Because <laughs> people who own Corvettes don't drive them anywhere. <laughs> uh, I saw one. But anyway, one. like seriously, like maybe that's Pitt's problem. Like maybe they they need to aim a little higher. And, like <laughs> if Go, you suck, if you're not as good as the first team, you get a Camaro. Like how's that? How does that inspire excellence? <laughs> I, I mean, come on. All right. Enough of that college bullshit. Um, like and don't even get me started on fucking Fords, dude. <laughs> uh, I won't tell you about the most beautiful car. No, I, I like Mustangs. Okay, but like the so, stuff they make nowadays. All right, so so not into yesterday it. I'm on my way to work. Mm. I pull into the pit stop on the corner of Painters Run and Bower Hill. Yeah, yeah. And I pull in and I get gas, but there's that shop that's right next door to the gas station. Mm. And I look and I see this back of this car. I'm like, oh, God, is that what I think it is? Mm. So I go and I pay for my gas. I go over and I put the nozzle in. I set the pump. So I just walk away from it. I'm walking up to the shop. And the guy goes, can I help you? I'm like, yeah. I was like, is that really what I think it is? He goes, if you think it's a 1969 Boss 429, then it's exactly what you think it is. I <laughs> says, yes, sir. I was like, do you mind if I take a look at this real quick? He goes, just don't walk around the front, but you can look at the back and the sides. I just can't have you that far in the shop. I'm yeah. like, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm like, can you open the hood? He's like, no. I don't have room for it, actually. Mm. I'm like, some bitch. I was like, by the chance, is this numbers matching? He goes, 96%. I'm nice. like, huh. <laughs> and then I hear the like the click on my gas handle. I'm like, some bitch. <laughs> I'm like, should I put more in? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but there's this cherry fucking red <laughs> with black stri- or sorry, it was a, it was the it was the racing orange with black stripe, Boss 429 sitting in this shop. And I drove past I drove past this morning on my this afternoon on my way work was still in the bay. And when I came home the bays were shut because it was like after midnight, but I'm like, hmm, I hope I get to see it tomorrow if it's still there. That'd be awesome. But in the meantime we got the NHL playoffs going on. Um we have uh I have this set up. What I say? Oh yeah. Um, pull stats because change things happen since the time I wrote these notes and we went to work. Uh, we're in game three of all the series from game three are done now. No, it's two two in the in the West. So it's Dallas two, and St. Louis are two two. Well, no, it's Carolina's two, 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 three one. nil up on the, the Islanders. Oh, oh yeah. There's some to play. Yeah. Yeah. So we got. Um, Blue Jackets and Bruins. The Blue Jackets lead that series two to one. You have the Sharks and Avalanche. You have the uh, San Jose Sharks leading that series two to one. And in tonight's games uh, that we had uh, were the Islanders and Hurricanes. The Hurricanes uh, blew that door open in the third period because I was watching that game at work. Yeah, five to two. And the Blues and the Stars. Uh, the uh, series is tied at two two on that one. The Stars won the night 4-2 on the final. When I left work, it was in the middle of the third period, and it was 3-2. So they got an, they got a, probably an empty netter at the end. The Islanders-Hurricanes game, I watched a lot of tonight. I had some time. Uh, it was busy, but not too busy where I couldn't understand what was going on. Um, the Islanders are just not looking like the team that beat the Pens. No. But also, you're looking at that as like, well, shit, maybe the Pens just laid the fuck down. Or... Or did not play the script that was written for them, which is why there's talks now of 
things going on. It depends organization. Um, so, me personally, I would have liked to see the Islanders go ahead and just like make it a series. But it looks like the Canes are going to just go in and do this. The Canes did win the Cup the year after the strike. The yeah. big, the full, complete shutdown season strike year. Yeah, they beat Edmonton in the finals. They did beat year. Edmonton in the finals that year. Um, I worked, I captioned their um, victory parade. That's awesome. That was also Mark Recchi, uh, He That was his second cup as a player. And then he got one more with Boston. Um, and then you sit there and think in your head, wow, he got one more at Boston. And you're like, shit, that wasn't that long ago. How long did he fucking play? He had a long career. The answer was a long time. Yeah. Um, but, um, so the Canes are looking to go into the Eastern Conference final, uh, with a three nil lead in that series. There's only been three teams to come from a three Oh deficit to win a series. And tell us all about it. Siri. She does that to me all the time. When I say series, I'm always talking about baseball, right? Always talking about series. Yeah, this and, and that hockey series, in, right? basketball series. Um, I'm, I'm in my I'm in my office. Hey series, hey yeah. series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, so so the Islanders are two of those teams. Yeah, it's been done three times. The Islanders did it twice, seventy seven and then ninety three, and then they can't do it a third time. There's and then no way. the Philly the Philly Flyers did it. Uh, the year they went to the Stanley Cup final against the Blackhawks, where Marion Hossa finally got his cup with his third team, yeah, going to the finals. Um, yes, I remember that. Uh, so yes, um, so I don't. I, can the Islanders do it again? We'll have to find out in two days whenever they go and play again. Uh, at this point, it looks like the Hurricanes are moving on strong. You have the Stars tied that series up in the West, and then you got the Sharks Avalanche. Uh, don't count the Sharks out by all means. And then the Bruins and the Blue Jackets. I don't know about you personally, but I'm going with the Blue Jackets on this one. I want the Blue Jackets to win. Because uh, Brad Marchand is just being a fucking douche. Again. Again. More. Um, you know, taking pot shots at guys. Pot shots, exactly. Like, things that are not suspendable. No. Like, he's being like a Sean Avery type. Just like a pest. Yeah. And, like, I'm, I'm over Boston. You know, I, I was uh, I was having some drinks with our our mutual friend who loves the Yankees. Oh and, yeah, and he's not even a big hockey fan, but he brought he brought it up. He's just like, I'm just rooting for not Boston because I'm just sick of Boston sports. Wow, I know you're a Red Sox fan. I'm sure he wasn't thinking of you specifically. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't thinking of me specifically. Comment. But no, I understand where but you're you know coming what I mean? from. Like, the, I'm kind of sick of Boston sports the, too. Except I, for the I Red know Sox. the Boston sports media, and I, I have you caption so much. And I have, shit a, I have a friend who who lives in Boston, and he's like, he's still a Steelers fan, but he's embraced like the Red Sox to a great degree. Which is and great. he asked he asked me like, what's like, what's the what do you think is the most delusional? Of, like, the four Boston sports teams, like, who has the most delusional, like, announcers slash, like, commentators slash, like, pundits? It's totally the Bruins. The Bruins, yeah. I mean, Patriots fans, like, it's hard to be delusional about the Patriots at this point because they're, like, the best of all time. Even as a Steelers fan, you gotta sit there and be like, fuck, they're just really good. Yeah. You know, but, like, (laughs) the the Bruins just way too overinflated sense of, like, how good they actually are and how, like... I, I mean, okay, so, like, the, the the thing that wraps it for me is when 
when the play-by-play announcer for the Bruins compared Matt Cook to Sirhan Sirhan. Matt Cook was, like, an agitator in skates, but, like, I don't think he ever assassinated a senator from New York who was running for the presidency. So, like, I don't understand that comparison. But the fact that that guy still has a job, like, just leads me to believe that, you know, that's that's the kind of hyperbole that they that they think passes for, you know, reasonable hockey commentary. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of the Bruins, and I'm going to let my, like, Ohio roots show a little bit here, and I'm, I'm rooting for Columbus. Um, I also, like, I don't care, like, I'm, I probably wouldn't like him personally in real life, but I think John Tortorella is hilarious. He is the, the more torts we have, like, the better I feel. Um, I, I wish they had made him, like, USA coach for life. <laughs> you know, it didn't work out, unfortunately. But, yeah, like, I think I think a Columbus-Carolina Eastern Final, like, I would be all in on that. But as far as right now, like, I don't know if you've been watching much of this Blues-Dallas series. That's a tough series. I am all in on that, dude. I have, I have watched watch. every minute that I can of that, and it's, it's coming on a little later, so I'm able to, like, you know, maybe even be on my work break or, like, done Yeah, because that, that's an 8 o'clock start. Yeah, like, I watched the third period tonight after I finished doing all my shit, you that's, know? Yeah, that's an 8 o'clock start. Um, and, uh... But, like, like the, the two games in St. Louis, building was rocking. St. Louis won both those. They go down to Dallas... Real competitive, both games with Dallas wins both. Like that that's venue two, two. also gets loud as hell. That, that's hey, be... fun fact: Dallas Stars are the only team in the NHL that has their own Pantera song. That is true. That thing that they play after they score, yeah, where everyone just says Dallas Stars. Like that's that was written by Pantera. Pantera. So, yeah. R.I.P. Don Bagdaro. And, and what city did he die in? Dallas. Columbus. Oh, Columbus. Oh. Think about it. Uh oh. Uh oh. If we have a Dimebag Daryl Memorial Cup, yeah. I, okay, I'm on. That's. I just saw. That's something. what I'm rooting for. I just thought of I, that. I, that's the best I, idea I, I have had all day. I just saw something the other day that kind of made a little sense and made me laugh and chuckle. But then at the same point, I'm like, no, you're wrong. Was in the event that the Sharks and the Hurricanes play in the Stanley Cup Finals, can we have a Sharknado series? Now, A, that's funny. B, it's a hurricane. Hurricanes cause tornadoes. Hurricane, yeah, hurricanes do. do cause tornadoes. There can be water spouts or land-based tornadoes, depending yes. on the storm. Um, but yeah, it was I'll like, allow it. I will allow it. Okay, Steve. you'll allow. It. Matt yeah. allows it. It's Forces good. of nature, they're close enough. Same ballpark. It's good. I'll allow it. All right. Well, while we're still in the hockey talk, uh, the Penguins trade talks have fired up. Uh, names like Malkin, Latang, Kessel, Johnson, and Mata are all being tossed around. After listening to several Murray's not several radio shows, uh, TV stuff, and reading several articles around, uh, my personal opinion is Matt is already out the door. Uh, Johnson, for some reason, is still going to be here. Kessel is probably out the door. And either Malkin or Latang, um, depending on how... They can sell a trade to those guys, or any event. Papa Mario even says they're allowed to be touched. Don't trade Malkin. So both those guys have a no trade clause. I thought Latang was supposed to retire this year. No, I heard a rumor that he was gonna no, that he was not. done after this no, season. He's not. Now, now Latang kind of needs to change his game a little bit. 
But he's already started that, and he had like one of his best years. Yeah. Last year, I don't want to get yeah. rid of Latang, and I don't want to get rid of Malkin. Get rid of Malkin. If they have to get rid of Phil, like, you know, life will go on. You know, and, and honestly, Jack Johnson, if he left, we can't uh, get rid of all their defensemen, though. They need I know, defensemen. But Mata, Mata is is not progressed into what Oli Mata was supposed to be. Uh, he was talked like the second coming of Paul Coffey, and yeah. he became like. You know, the second coming of what Paul Coffey stepped on. Uh, you know, and, you know, uh, Johnson, him and Sid go way back to juniors and high school and shit. Yeah. Uh, he, Sid fought to bring Johnson in. It, all right, give him a season to learn the system. Okay, maybe. Plus, that contract that he has is ridiculous. Um, Kessel, he's the most movable piece of the offense. With a big name behind him, and to get something back for him, I don't think Malkin Latang would sign off on a trade. Um, and the teams that they were to sign off on probably couldn't afford them. Yeah, that's where it comes down to salary cap and hockey, folks. You're not going to take a seven point five million dollar year player and drop him on the uh, let's see, um, Nashville, Chicago Blackhawks, or Nashville, or uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Or the Rangers. Right. You know, you're not going to be able to drop that kind of salary on those guys. Bad teams have cap room. Yeah, bad you teams know, have cap and room, and they're not going to want to go to Players with no team. trade clauses don't typically waive those clauses to go to, go to bad, bad teams. teams. Unless they... And, and not now, free. I know Malkin likes to fish. Do you think he would go to the Panthers? You know what? I think he Malkin, could get a, He could work a sweet deal, he, he, and he could go down what? there and, like, Marlin fish You know what? Well, that, that's what they were talking about, is, like, the teams that... Kessel and Latang would most likely be able to go to that are the up and coming teams mm. and also have players that they would gel with and coaches they would gel with would be the Florida Panthers or Arizona. Yeah. Um, the Phoenix Phoenix Coyotes or are they Phoenix now or they? Yeah, they're Phoenix. Yeah. They used to be just Arizona Coyotes, now they're Phoenix Coyotes. Um, Whoever pays them the most money. The other basically. one too is if they get if they get local money, they're Phoenix. Is, if they get state money, is they're the Arizona. number one team that Malka would want to go to and everybody talked about. Couldn't afford him, and the Pens would be stupid if they traded him to him. Which would be the Capitals? Yeah, no, we don't need that. Yeah, yeah, not at all. We already gave him over pick. And Niskanen and a couple other guys. Carl yeah. Hagelin's down there now. Yeah, Maybe that's he, weird. But Carl Hagelin got traded away, and then they traded him at the trade deadline. Yeah, there, there. But still looks weird. Still looks weird. Still sounds weird. Uh, so I mean, the Pens stuff. I don't look to see a lot of movement until after the season officially reopens, and it's the season officially reopens. Honestly, it's two weeks after the Stanley Cup Finals. The season officially reopens, and then it drafts like a week later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's awards. Season reopens. Drafts a week later, and then they're back in training camp in like September. So we'll see how that goes. Have you been paying much attention to the NBA uh, playoffs there, sir? Mm, not so much this week. All all the series in the first round were kind of lopsided. Right. And the second round is just getting going. The second round... Uh, the future... And also the TNT app is garbage. I just have to put that out there. It makes it somewhat difficult to watch games when it keeps like kicking me off. True. However, this, this Boston-Milwaukee series looks like it could be fun. That's one apiece right now. Um, 
the featured series is the Golden State Warriors and Houston Rockets. It's ser- that series is already over. Why? It's two 0 Golden Golden State, like just count it. And then all the, all this the talk about officiating and there's a lot of talk about officiating in this series. And James Harden is apparently blind now. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have cornea damage. That's good. That's good. His corneas are okay. That's good. For the long term, like I think he's still going to be able to see. But he might not be himself, like for the next couple, you know, days. Well, so you know, James Harden does have that traditional. Well, okay, it's the not traditional. It's the James Harden dribble up, dribble up, and then stop, hop back, jump, fade away, three point shot. Yeah, and then it always ends up that somebody ends up going to block the shot and comes down and touches him. Mm-hmm. The refs stop calling that shit on him. Yeah. And they're getting mad about it. Yeah. And then Chris Paul, stuff with him. He was doing stuff and he got mad about shit. They did have three, they had two back-to-back texts called on him between Chris Paul, who also got ejected from the game, and the coach. So Golden State got to go line for six shots straight out. Like, and that brought him back in and to get on and win that game too. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't follow NBA that close. Uh, to just the way that it's set up in the West, like this is the two best teams in the West right now. Um, you know, Golden State has shown cracks this year. Like they're not as good as like the team that lost like six games or whatever, and then lost in the finals to LeBron and yeah. Cavaliers. But they're, I mean, they're still a really good team, and Houston's main deal is Harden. So. You know, Harden's made himself a better teammate the past couple seasons. Like, that's how he got into the MVP chat, was, like, by learning how to, like, pass occasionally. But it's still primarily, like, kind of like one-on-one basketball with him. And, you know, last year that series went seven games. Like, I don't I don't see it happening this year. And then, if that's the case, Golden State's going to play the winner of Portland and Denver... Which that series aside, one one right now, the and that could be a good series. Blazers won tonight. I don't think either one of those teams is on the same level as Golden State yet. So, here do I. You know, we're looking at Golden State, and it's like I can hear like people who don't really follow the NBA saying like, "Oh, that's boring." Like when you have the same team going to the finals every year, and like I agree with you. Um, you know, it's always like who's going to win the East. And do they have a chance to beat the Warriors? Like, that's that's been the real narrative for, like, the past, like, five, six seasons now in the NBA. And in the East, you got, you know, Boston had has had a weird year. Milwaukee, it's like everyone's darling because they're so much better, I think, than people expected. So, so the Greek Freak went for 31 minutes, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 29 points tonight. Um, and there. Uh, he was the top point getter. Uh, yeah, Middleton, uh, 28 points, 33 minutes played, seven rebounds, one assist. Um, I mean, that series is the one to watch in the East. Uh, Celtics, let's see, Kyrie Irving only had nine points. You know, I know Kyrie Irving's probably an overhyped player. I mean, he's a good player, but, you know, he... He left the Cavs because he wanted to do his own thing and like he didn't want to be in the team. shadow of LeBron anymore. And it's it's not easy, you know. A lot of a lot of good players have like come and gone, 
who like haven't been responsible for just like running the whole I team mean, themselves. They lost to, the Celts lost tonight by fucking twenty one points. Yeah. You know, that's just you look at these point totals. The whole team chipped in on the on those one hundred and two points. The whole team chipped in, but when you got guys like Kyrie Irving only hitting nine points, and um, uh, Tatum hitting five, I mean, come on, your your top point getters were Brown, Horford, and Morris. I mean, those are all good players. Like, I mean, they're all good players, but you know. I understand that you don't have a guy that's going to come out and drop 40, you know, or drop 25, you know, every night of the week. I mean, I yeah, Celt- that. Celtics, I, I, you know, that could be a good series, but I think, I think I'd rather see Milwaukee go on because I, I want to see what, you know, Giannis can do. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the best stories in the NBA right now. Um, Wait, LeBron, Giannis, Giannis is in Philly. Oh, no, Giannis, the Greek freak. Oh, who's the guy that's in Philly that also... Who, Embiid? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I was thinking of Embiid. Yeah, so we, we could have like a, a Philly-Milwaukee Eastern Finals, I think would be a fun series. Um, and then they're probably going to have to play Golden State in the final. Right. And I Philly, ha- Philly could beat them. I I'd know. have to have rooting interest in Philly just because of TJ McConnell. Oh, yeah. But mm. that's all that would be. And that would be the only reason I'd root for a Philly team, other than when they're playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so I don't care about, but like I don't have, we don't have a basketball team in Pittsburgh, you know. No, we so don't. So I don't, I don't have any reason to like have a grudge against the 76ers. Nope, not at all. No grudge at all against the 76ers. But you know they're going to be in the finals, and like some jag off in like the third row is going to be wearing a Flyers hat, and it's going to piss me off just to look at. And an Eagles jersey. Yeah. Going to the Sixers game wearing an Eagles jersey and a Flyers hat. Being like, let's go, Philly. Let's eat some cheesesteaks, man. I'm hungry now. Shit, let's eat some cheesesteaks. Speaking of those cheesesteaks, we're going to take a break right now and listen to what our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios have going on uh, live at the studio as well as all the several different podcasts. And don't forget about Jenny Lee Bakery. Go to our website, boldpittsburgh.com. That's actually boldpgh.com. And go to the bottom of that website and check out the Jenny Lee Bakery tag and you can order your bread and candies and cookies and everything straight from us here at Bold Pittsburgh and Bold Sports. We'll be back in just a few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports. We talked about uh, some golf. We talked about the Riverhounds. We talked about international soccer. We talked about, um, you know, some college bullshit. <laughs> we got into uh, National Hockey uh, League going in their playoffs, NBA in the playoffs, and so forth. Uh, what may or may not look good or bad for trades for the Pens. Now we're gonna get into hunting. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Sometimes you think it's like hunting, especially with the Pirates when they're hunting for a win. Yeah, because I've been um, sitting up in a tree stand for like the past 25 years. I know, right? I ain't, I ain't never bagged anything with antlers. Uh, I can tell you that. Well, the Pirates actually bagged two wins the past two nights after having an eight-game skid. Uh, the team was on their... Uh, okay, so let me. Uh, here's my notes. Let me just go on this before I just go off the cuff completely. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, try the, to have somewhat of a plan. I know, right? The unlike team, the Pirates front office. Exactly. The team that was here the first few weeks of the season has came and gone. Uh, the Bucks had an eight-game losing streak with a series sweeps, uh, series sweeps by the uh, Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. Uh, they had a rebound extra inning win over the Rangers last night and followed up with a uh, win this afternoon. Uh, Francisco Cervelli, though, last night did take a hit by a pitch in the left wrist and left the game. His style of play uh, seems to get him injured and uh, a lot. He got uh, hit by a pitch, though. That's different. Yeah, but he probably leaned into it. Well, um, you know, Marte is the guy who gets hit all the time. He, he does. And, like, really needs to, like, you know, reevaluate well, where he the puts thing his is, hands. The thing is with the Pirates, uh, th- okay, the thing with Sir Cervelli is his style of play behind the plate and being a catcher automatically gets you hit more than anybody. Yeah. I'm not saying he leaned into the pitch, but he probably didn't back away as fast. And, and who's to say? I haven't seen a 95 mile hour fastball in over 15 years, all right, coming at me, all right? It, it's one of those, you're, you're gonna, it's gonna happen. But Cervelli has never had, with the Pirates, a full working season. He's always been, you know, injured at some point. How many catchers catch 162 games? Okay, he they get their days off and stuff, but he's been on DL lists. And shit. Yeah, okay, so he gets injured too much. I'm not saying he's on a DL right now because of this. And we've talked about... Yeah, again, this was like batting. Like, he would have to bat if he played first base. He'd have to bat if he played center field. So, well, if, well God help us if Cervelli's in center. I mean... Well, his backup positions are outfield and first base. Yeah, but they wouldn't put him in center. I mean, that'd Not be like center. an emergency thing. Like, they would they would have someone they could shift over there. My whole point is... You know, he got hit by a pitch. It's not... It's not let's not go calling him injury prone. Like, we don't even know what happened, do we? Like... It, it, What's what's the prognosis? They didn't even actually give a injury report. It said he has left wrist contusion. Okay. Well, once the bruising like dies down a little, you can tell if it's broken or not. If you don't already know. Right. Um, the good thing is that we have Diaz as a backup, and he's like kind of the guy. He's supposed to be the next catcher. You know, he's the future catcher of the Pittsburgh Pirates. So it it can't hurt to throw him into the mix a little more often. Um, so there's that. Um, let's, let's talk about good things about the Pirates. So, out of the last eight games, there was a few highlights that, um, sorry, last ten games, a uh, few highlights, uh, that came on. Uh, the Bucks brought up Reynolds and Tucker, uh, to cover short and center after the collision between Marte and Gonzalez. Their first game week. was the, la- was that six-inning game against the Giants that we won. Yes. And that was the last win before the eight-game losing streak. Right. Uh, both remain with the big club as Marte is back from the DL. Um, highlights and and the losing streak was Tucker. First at bat, that was a Saturday uh, game. Uh, his first at bat was a home run uh, in the bigs. Uh, and Cabrera going four for four with two home runs in LA. So out of... Tucker's first hit was a home run. It wasn't his first at bat. No, it was his first at bat and his first hit. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Why did like the national media not make a bigger deal about that? Because it's the Pirates. Um, That's stupid. So, okay, it's still Major League Baseball. I understand they it did it his, again. I mean, the Giants suck too, but it was still a Major League pitcher. It was his first. At, it was his first at bat, and his first hit was a home run. Um, now I can tell you because I watched the game at the R Bar, 
Nice. Um, not not this past game. The game I'm going to tell you about. Okay. Um, Starling Marte, his first at bat was a first first pitch, first swing, first at bat, home run. I worked that game. I watched it at the Arbor, and I probably saw you at 2 a.m. Um, no, I wasn't there. It was, it was like a Tuesday. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, I don't go out. Right? Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, Marte's first at bat, first pitch, home run. Uh, when he got called up, he was a September call-up, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and that happened. Uh, so this, so with Tucker hitting that, hitting that ball, um, it reminded me of Marte, like, oh yeah, welcome to the bigs kid. You know, um, Tucker is going to be around uh, a little bit longer, uh, cause he is playing shortstop where Gonzalez is out with like an eight week, uh, injury. Going why on. even, why even go back to Gonzalez? Exactly. You're not going to send Tucker back to the minors. Um, this is the Pirates we're talking about, but he's going to be up long enough that like all that. Okay, so Marte, so Marte came back two games ago mm. and comes back in a lineup. What they do? They move Reynolds to left. Why? Because Reynolds is on a nine-game hitting streak in his first nine games in the bigs. Whenever Dickerson comes back, are they still going to go ahead and start Reynolds? They should because he's on a fucking he's on hitting, fire. He's on a fire. He's on a hitting streak. Reynolds is hit today, this afternoon. If you guys didn't get to watch the game, it's an afternoon getaway game for the teams. Um, fourth inning, uh, Reynolds, bases loaded. Now, here's another fun stat. Um, bases loaded, Reynolds comes up to bat, hits a, ba- hits a base clearing double. So, awesome for Reynolds. He gets three RBIs, one hit. That's amazing. It continues his hitting streak for nine games. And also, it was the first bases-loaded hit that the Pirates have had all season. Man, that's, I mean, that's, that's been the story, is they don't score runs. Right, the offense is the one that's holding them back. And also the uh, bullpen. The, well, the bullpen's coming around. And says so the uh, offense. The but offense I'm just saying, is coming like, around. They lost eight games in a row you lose because eight games they weren't in a row. getting runs. Okay, you lose eight games in a row in April... Okay, but the Pirates don't have the stamina to go in June and July and August and not have another eight or ten game losing streak, or have a you know four game losing streak for that matter. So you're basically guaranteeing more long losing streaks. I uh, at least one, at least one more m- losing streak that is more than a series. Now they've had some. They've caught some teams at, like some of those teams' bad moments. Like, the Cubs weren't really like on all cylinders when we played them. Uh, the Reds have gotten better since when we played them early in the season. Um, those are teams they're gonna have to see again. Now that's the true test. Will be how they do against their division, once the rest of the division wakes up. Because a lot of these games in April, like. You almost don't count them because it is so early in the season. You know, team teams are still, you know, getting adjusted to the weather in the north and the, you know, it's not spring well, training. Also, the Cubs and the Red Sox didn't play a home game for the first 14 games of the season this year. Yeah. Which, you know what? So when the Red Sox, like, miss the playoffs, like, that could be their excuse? Uh, they're coming around hardcore right now, too. 
Okay. They are coming around hardcore right now. They had a really shitty, really shitty start. The whole AO East had a really shitty start. I gotta be honest. I haven't <laughs> been. I haven't been watching much non-pirate baseball since the hockey playoffs started. I didn't think I was gonna be into hockey anymore after the Penguins were eliminated, and it just—it's been so good. Like I've, I've been really enjoying the NHL playoffs to the detriment of my having actual like accurate takes on the Red Sox. But because I want to push your buttons, like I just thought that I'd bring up the fact that they had a really bad start to the year. Okay, they had a really bad start to the year, and they're still nowhere near where they need to be. Um, you know, and uh, they're working on that. Uh, you got some guys up there that are Chris Sale is not really good right now. No, and to hear him talk. Like, did not inspire any confidence. No. Like, even when David Price was, like, terrible for, like, two seasons, you know, he would he would still say things like, oh, you know, like, I just, I missed this pitch, I missed that pitch, you know. Chris Sale even comes out and he goes, I'm trash right I'm now. I'm trash right now. I'm terrible. Like, how, how, okay, okay, okay. I hear you, man. Like, you know, if someone, if one of your coworkers is like, hey, Steve, like, I just, I just suck right now, man. Like, I can't. I can't hit a glass to save my life. Like, you gotta, you gotta. I be wish like, some of my coworkers. You gotta admit at least it. come up with a plan, dude. I wish some of my coworkers would admit it. Honestly, you just gotta come up with a plan, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like admitting it is the first step, but it's only the first step. Like so, the, sec- the second step and third step. Did you all get a way... chance to watch that Dodger game, though? What the Pirates? The Dodgers? Pirates Dodgers game. Which one? Cabrera's four for four. No, I didn't see that. Two home runs. But that was four. Sunday, yeah. Yeah, two for. Uh, he was four for four. Two home runs. Uh, he did drive in the runs I, again. The um, the bullpen let him down on this yeah. aspect. Uh, shit's gonna happen. I understand. Uh, it's early in the year, but I don't think the Pirates have what it takes to bail themselves out at the end, or when you have the Cubs or the Brewers or the Cardinals get super hot and go on a fourteen game win streak. Um, or don't lose series. You know, the whole thing is it, in baseball, if you can win the more series than the next guy, you're going to have a better record and be in the playoffs. Mm. I mean, I don't expect you to win 162 games. Or what is it? 182? Yeah. 162. 162. I expect you to win 162 games. But I expect you to win between 80 and 90. Alright? And to win 80 and 90 is to not lose two series in a row back-to-back and it'd be a four-game total. Or an eight-game total. Sorry, an eight-game total. Yeah. I mean, it's a long season, though, and they they could win eight in a row at some point. Last year, the Pirates went ahead and ran fucking 14 in a row. <laughs> that was awesome. the All-Star break. Yeah. I mean, it, it could happen. Um, positive things, like... Reynolds, real hot, probably not, like, doesn't have a position long-term. Like, we have a really good outfield. So, like, if you're an outfielder in the Pirates minors, like, you're kind of stuck right now. But we do need a shortstop. And we have one now in Cole Tucker. So that's exciting. Josh Bell has been killing the ball. And I'm really happy with Josh Bell and his progress. Especially killing the ball at his hometown. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was awesome. The last two games. I mean, that was awesome, too. But, like, that, that home run that he hit, you know, just, just like, right of center. Oh, yeah. You know, just like a sweet stroke. Like, a line drive. 
I mean, that's really good to see. Um, you know. And as much as people say about, oh, the Pirates went to extra innings and lost this game, they went to extra innings a handful of times. And they lost games in extra innings already this season. But look how they got to extra innings. They didn't get to extra innings by being up and giving up the lead more than two or three times. They They're have battling had, back. They've had, they've had eight games that they went to extra innings. Two of them went to extra innings because they let it up. Yeah. The rest of the times, they went to extra innings because they battled back and got the extra innings. Did they get the win? The other night they did. I can't tell you about the rest of them, but the other night they did. So you have that. Um, that that what you talking about? Tuesday night. What's today? Today's Wednesday. Yeah. So Tuesday, last night yeah, against the Rangers, I, I, I extra went to, innings. Yeah, yeah. I went to they bed. clawed back in. You're absolutely right. Like I had given them up for dead. Like I was making plans for after work, and yeah, they came back and tied it. And then they they won it in like what the tenth or the eleventh? Twelfth. Twelfth, man. I well, feel like any game that goes beyond twelve, like you're in some serious jeopardy of being up all night. Yeah. You know, if they if they can't settle it in three extra innings, then you get into like hashtag weird baseball. You know, where you've got like position players pitching, and, like, and they, they didn't put in that rule. right fielders they playing. Third they didn't base. put officially in that rule yet of like starting extra innings with a guy on second. Right? No, God no. They now, that, was, that was a trial. That's a minor league thing. It's a minor league thing. It was a trial yeah. during spring training that they that they did that. That is just um, that's wrong. That is wrong. I can tell you my last extensive uh, extra inning game happened to be the night of the U two concert in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, and it was also the Michael McHenry catching Atlanta game where. The guy was clearly out. What the but, Jerry Meals game? Yeah, I worked that game. Yeah, um, I worked I, that I, game, I, and then I went on vacation the next morning. And I had a text from from my wife at the time that said, uh, "I thought you said you're coming home when the Pirates game was over." I'm like, "Well, where are you at?" She's like, "I'm at home. I was at the U2 concert with my friends, and you're not home yet. It's like midnight." I'm like, "Yeah, Pirates game still going on." Yeah. And then I got text like at one a.m. It's like, uh, I thought you said you were coming home when the Pirates game was over. I'm like, I am. The Pirates game's still going on. I was like, turn on Root Sports. And she's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'll be home when the Pirates game's over. And at two ten in the morning is when I went home. Yeah, uh, that was a long night, man. Yeah, and it was a bad ending. And it was the beginning of the collapse of the Pirates that year. Like, it was. I I swear to God, like I I worked on that game. I went home, I was off the next day, like, got all my, like, packing done, and then the morning after that, I was on the road to the Outer Banks at, like, 4 a.m., and I remember that first, the first night at the Outer Banks, like, there were, like, five of us all standing on the beach, you know, getting our first, like, you know, toe dip in the water, right? but, like, checking our phones to see what the pirates are up to, and they lost, and they lost again and again and again, and, like, Ten days later, we're headed back to Pittsburgh with, like, no hope of any Pirates going anywhere, doing well, anything. Well, unfortunately, we have to uh, stop going back on Pirates history. Talk about the current Pirates. Uh, they're going to be coming back home here shortly. 
Uh, I do know they have the Texas Rangers are coming back into Pittsburgh uh, for a two-game series to finish this home-and-home. I do believe I saw the Oakland A's are coming in as well. Yep. Uh, And whatnot. I'm not sure of the... The Pirates can clean up on some interleague. They can clean up on some interleague. They were they sure. used to be really bad at it, but, but they've they've gotten better. The past couple seasons, like that, has made the difference. I think in keeping them like afloat in the Central Division is like beating up on the American League. It it just goes in cycles, you know. Like five years from now, it'll probably be different, and they'll they'll be owned again. But for the time being, like Oakland's not bad, but they're not great. Like you know. Houston so, was was hot coming into that series, and we swept them. And then they got to go back to Houston this year. Oh, I'm sorry, I meant I meant Texas, but yeah, we, we're going back to Houston. They got to go back to Houston this year and play the, the Houston Astros, which are now in the American League, uh, and which uh, blew me away whenever they decided to put the Houston Astros in the American. That League. was the best thing they ever did. I you was know. I was I picked that. Like I said, I remember saying if I was commissioner, that was the first thing I would do. Well, no, they first asked for. What NL team would like to go to the American League? The obvious choice would have been the Milwaukee Brewers. Because that's where they started. Because that's where they started. And the Milwaukee's like, no, we're cool in the NL Central. Or in the, at, at that point, is the NL East. You needed to add a team to the yeah. American League West mm-hmm. was, the, was the issue. Because that division yeah. only had four teams. Yep. And the, the NL Central had six. So it made the most sense to take one team from the NL Central and put them in the American League West. And you're not going to do that with the Cubs or the Pirates. No. So, yeah, like, Houston's already got a geographical rival with Texas. Okay? They do. So, you know, you set that up, and then it's like, yeah, like, they're they're having to hop a couple time zones more frequently than most teams. I mean, that's tough. But the uh, rest of MLB going on, watching some of the uh, juniors. <laughs> Huh, reminds me of their namesakes. Uh, today, oh god, does it not make you feel old? It's, yeah, it does. Today, watching Tatis Jr. Well, today was watching uh, Delano DeShields Jr. Uh, oh, yeah, with him. Texas. He beat out. He beat out. He's uh, been in the league for a couple of years there. Right, right. But he's he beat out today. He beat out today an infield single. Um, and and it wasn't like the Pirates shortstop made a fucking bumble the ball or not he's just fucking fast as hell i remember his dad with the montreal expos oh yeah fast as hell and his dad always wore the fucking blue socks up to Mm -hmm. his knees and you know a uh, significant contributor in the all-star game in 94 he was uh and also uh watching um vlad guerrero jr yeah i mean that kid up in toronto is just fucking lighting shit up who his dad was also an expo yeah. Uh, during his career. Remember when there was that talk that they were going to contract the Expos and have a dispersal draft and the Pirates would get the first pick because they were so bad and that the Pirates were going get, to get Vladimir Guerrero? That'd be awesome. Didn't happen. It didn't happen. What instead happened was he went to the Angels and then the Expos moved to D.C. Yep. And became the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Would have been nice, but you know what? Like there, There will be no, like... Picking through the estate sale of the Expos, okay? Like, they are a going concern. Well, the Expos, I believe, will be back at some point in time. You think they're going to put a team up in Montreal I think they'll put a team back in Montreal again. Montreal Uh, and Portland? As long as they don't put that that reflective black glass 
behind home plate. No, they'll get a retractable roof stadium like everyone else. Well, yeah, yeah, but but as long as they don't put that reflectable black glass. No, they'll get a behind net, home like plate. a normal person. Yeah. No, the behind home plate. You remember fucking Montreal? Yeah, Stadium? they had like hockey boards. They yeah, had, they yeah, they're not gonna do that again. Because that was somewhat annoying. Well, at times, but watching some of the young guys coming up and and their dads with their namesakes and. There's a you know in all sports, not just baseball, but football and hockey. You got juniors out there, and so when you're like, man, it's like, it does make us feel getting old. Where I'm 40 and you're um, 39 and holding, um, you know, just seeing these guys go out and you're like, man, I remember watching your dad, or or even for us being like, man, I watched your dad at the end of his career. You know, there's not. A lot of these young guys right now, like, we watch their dads, like, their full career. And there's some of these guys out there right now, we watch their dads at the end of their career. And they show shapes of them. And it's just like, huh, okay, so we're in for this again. Which is awesome. I love it. I love watching Guys that I saw play in high school have children who are playing now. I know. So that, that just basically means that I'm, like, twice as old as I was when... Yeah. I was actually having fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we'll move on to some football stuff going on. How about uh, the NFL draft this past weekend? How'd that go for you? I, I, I've spent most of my time thinking about the Giants. Because yeah. they... You, you love the... Aside from how your team does in the draft, which is basically about, like, Stalking needs in like offense and defense, and then waiting until the preseason to see if the guys even make the team, and then seeing if they can start. The immediate impact is like what teams like pissed off their fans the most. Well, I have listed here is the NFL draft and uh, had its surprises and shockers, and it's uh, what were they thinking? Um, shockers are like surprises that hurt. Yeah, um, the shocker to me was. Cleveland didn't have a first-round pick this year, and it's the first time since 1999 Cleveland didn't have a first-round pick in the top five, let alone have a first-round pick. Missed them up there. Um, we missed them. Yeah, we did miss them. We don't uh, even have anybody. We don't even know who to make fun of now. Yeah, I know, right? Like, we don't even know the name of their first-round pick. Uh, my shocker was the Steelers moving up 10 spots. You said last week that they were going to move up. I take one of the Devons. Well, I thought they'd move up. I didn't think move up ten spots. They had to. Uh, and then the last time they moved up that far was to get Paul Amalu. No. The last time they traded up into the top ten. Nope. Was Troy Paul Amalu? Yeah. Nope. nope. The Steelers had a. This was the first time since ninety. Whenever they took Plexico Burrows. That they had a draft in the top 10. This was the second time that they moved up 10 spots. Which was when they took Troy Palomalu. Okay. And then they also, the previous time that they moved up, but not 10 spots and not in the top 10, was to take Antonio Holmes. Okay. They also moved up for Rod Woodson, was another name that was thrown about. And that was Those are all good names. And that was in the 80s. But the point being... The, the, know, Steelers the Steelers up. moved up. When the Steelers move up, and like, can we even say that like the Steeler way exists anymore? Like, I don't know. But it's past hard. history has shown that when they move up for someone, 
like they make the right call and they end up getting someone who's actually going to win them a championship or at least put them in position to do so. That is true. So that being said, what do you think of the first round pick? Um, I was just going to go ahead with the overall draft real quick. Um, oh, come on. People don't like salivate all fucking through March and April for the overall draft. Well, they want to know the first I, round pick. I was just going to say that the first round pick was Kyler Murray going to Arizona. Not which, a surprise. Which, not surprised at all, but made uh, Rosen feel like, eh. Tradable. And then, well, and then a day later, he was traded to Miami. That's good. That so, seems like a fit. And, my, and they got picks back for him. And do you know what was the best part about that? Was Rosen um, still showed up the next day after he was traded to Miami. Mm. He was now Dolphins' property. Yeah. Um, showed up at Larry Fitzgerald's celebrity um, softball game. Good. And, Good for him. And shook hands and waved, and everybody gave him a sing ovation and so forth. And he honored his commitment and so forth. And, that, and then they can't be mad he, at him. He no, never had a chance. You know, he, he didn't was have a, a chance. He, he's a rookie. He had one year, and well, now okay. They want so, to go a different direction with with the Heisman Trophy winner. And the coach and at Arizona. I mean, the coach at Arizona knew Kyler Murray from. When he was in high school and recruited him for college and mm-hmm. this, that, and everything. And, and all right, so he's he, they dropped the Kyler Murray. Good for them. Um, you know, uh, having uh, the Giants uh, go ahead and, and select uh, the quarterback out of Duke. Did they only watch the Pitt films? Uh, I, <laughs> I was wondering about that. I mean, because he was so good against Pitt. It was so good against but Pitt. But it was Pitt. And it's but just it like every, yeah. everyone who watched um, those Pitt games is like, you oh. know. You know, but what's funny is if you watch, if, if you ever, if you watch the uh, press conference with the GM uh, of the Giants and the head coach, the head coach is sitting there like biting his lip mm. and like just like, you know, the GM's talking and the head coach like, you know, obviously it wasn't a head coach's decision. No, it was totally Dave Gettleman is yeah. his name, and, and he totally owned that pick, and he talked about how like, oh well, I saw him like throw passes at the Senior Bowl, and. You know, that's when I knew it was him. The The issue that a lot of the Giants fans have is that, like, you're committed to Eli still. Yeah. And and you you well, just traded your best receiver. Well, and they asked the and head coach. loads of help on defense. Well, they asked the head coach, too. They're like, well, you know, what about Eli? This? He goes, he goes it, and, and he said the diplomatic thing was, it's Eli's job mm. to keep his job. You know, it's Eli's job to keep him off the field. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is. And Eli's 37 years old. You know, I mean, Ben's going to be 37 here shortly. You know, I, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I, I'm, those, those were some shockers. They, they definitely were. Uh, the Steelers draft, though. Trading up 10 spots from 20 to 10 to take Devin Bush, linebacker, out of Michigan. I love that pick. I, I, think I do love I, I love that pick as well. They the, traded away. The idea uh, is to replace Shazier. It is. They, they need a sideline-to-sideline side Well, and the linebacker. Steelers did a classy move by uh, keeping Shazier on at yeah. league minimum. 
while he's rehabbing. Yeah, he's on the pup and list. And so forth. He's on the pup list. He's got a roster spot. He, he could still work for them for the rest of his life. Oh, Shazier um, could work for the Steelers for the rest he, of his He's life. a Steeler for life. He is. I mean, even if he moves on and goes somewhere else, like I will always have immense I don't respect think, for him. I don't think he'll play anywhere. He's else. not gonna play again. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want him to play again. I won't watch it. I, I don't want to play him again. But uh, but he could work for the organization and do what a lot I want to know is did he get Avengers tickets? Uh I didn't follow that close enough on Twitter because I know he was offering up some really good stuff for Avengers. Tickets. I didn't have Avengers tickets, but I, if I did, I would have gladly traded I'd be them like, for Steelers tickets. Yeah, I would. Yeah, here's two Avengers tickets for two Steelers tickets mm. and a signed jersey. Done. Yeah. Um, like uh, either way, you're sitting someplace at least three hours, right? Uh, <laughs> Devin Bush was the Steelers' first round pick at linebacker. They moved up from twenty to ten to take that. They gave away their second round pick. They flip-flopped first-round picks with um, Denver and then gave the second-round pick to Denver as well as a third-round pick for next year. The Steelers then went ahead and pulled out wide receiver Dante Johnson out of Toledo uh, with the 66th pick in the third round. The 83rd pick, um, they took Justin Lane, cornerback out of Michigan State. Uh, They went ahead and took Benny Snell, who his dad has a record in the NFL, as a cornerback, I think he's going to be uh, good. I, I'm, I like, I'm excited about that pick. I, I'm excited about that pick too because he's given a little depth. I watched back. some of the film on mm-hmm. him. He had nine dudes hitting him coming out the box mm-hmm. and still got ten yards. Like it, it was ridiculous. They took Zach Gentry, uh, tight end out of Michigan. He kind of reminds me of a uh, Matt Space. Okay. Uh. And also, well, they, they needed they need a tight end because you know, well Xavier, Jesse James left. So well Jesse James left, but Xavier Grimble's still there as long as he's not injured. Well, yeah, they and still then, have Vance McDonald and Vance McDonald as well. But like, yeah, um, let's let's bring in somebody in the draft. Do you know what the biggest laughing stock about Zach Gentry was? He couldn't put up two hundred pounds on a bar. Oh no, um, that was his thing whenever he was at the combine. He couldn't put up. It was two twenty five. He he only put it up like three times. When you're six six and two whatever, you're expected to put up two twenty five. I don't know twenty times. He he did three. That was it. Well, you know what? They have a very nice facility on the south side and with a weight room and with a weight room and professional coaches. Yep. And yeah, he'll get that up. Um, you got Sutton Smith out of Northern Illinois as an edge rusher. Isaiah Bugs, defensive tackle out of Alabama. Uh, Ulysses Gilbert, linebacker out of Akron. And Darwin Gray, um, tackle out of Maryland. So I'm assuming this Isaiah Bugs out of Alabama was probably a uh, bench player that mm-hmm. collected three national championship rings. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why the Steelers got him in like the sixth round. Um, the Steelers went for a lot of the action this year. They did. There's a lot of Mac out of there. And you know what? The Steelers... Hey, Ben Roethlisberger's out of Mac. Antonio, uh, Antonio Brown. Brown's out of Mac. <laughs> um, Bruce Gradkowski was out of Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of Mac guys that are out there. Uh, I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, James Harrison came from the Mac. James Harrison, uh, well, fucking Jack uh, Lambert is <laughs> Mac. I mean, you want to go yeah. that far back? Yes, yes. yes. Uh, I'm not worried about it too much, uh, per se. Uh, I think they made some great moves. Uh, Devin Bush moving up to get him. If he's an impact player, day one, 
yes. If you're going to have him sit on the bench for a minute, eh. You know? Paul Amalu. Paul Amalu, they moved didn't, up to didn't get him. Didn't start right off the bat. He didn't start right off the bat. He started special teams. Yeah. But you know what? Like, he's a Hall of Famer. He is. So don't, you know, give it a minute. But, like, I, I'm. Look, I'm all in on Bush. I'm all in on Bush, yeah. too. We, we're, we're, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready for the Steelers. I am ready to dive you know, into. Like, let's, I, let's I am get, ready to dive into some Bush right now. Get rid of. Well, shit, man. Uh, you mean, know, I mean, get, bring Devin Bush on. Get him going. He's got that little like dreadlock ponytail going on. Uh, they they already they already prayed to him around town at Permanis and up the incline and this that and the other thing whatever. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the season. We'll see how training camp goes. Uh, like I said, I got to meet some of the guys, or I, I didn't get to meet meet them, but I got to see some of the guys uh, where I was at work tonight. It was a good time. Uh, but in the meantime, what do you know about the Tyree Kill bullshit going on? I I heard him talking on a tape to his partner, and yeah, like he what like he beats his kids, like that's not cool. Um, I guess we have it on tape now that he did that. It's really wild, man. That was like a man, you know, I feel like William Barr had a better day. Like how you just like drop that question on me and then go walk away. But okay. You know, I'm sorry. Cool flex, I guess. I'm sorry. Um, no, Tyree kill. Tyree kill. Uh, like he, he is a child abuser. Uh, apparently him and his, his, uh, significant other, had issues and whatnot, and they have a child together. He um, broke the kid's fucking and, arm. Uh, Just because your dad beat you doesn't mean you need to like beat your kid. I, I, if your no, dad no, no. beat you, like, guess you what? Know, your dad was wrong. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I got beat by both my parents, but I was a kid in the eighties, and that's what happened. Um, but I was beat for like shit, like I did, like you know, shooting out the window with my BB gun. But. Um, you know, breaking child's arms and shit is horrible. There's a difference, it's and horrible. I'm not condoning. No, it. no, I'm not condoning either. There's a difference between like old school like discipline, right, and just like smacking your kid because you're mad, right? Okay, and like this sounds to me like a guy who just thinks that like, oh, well, you pissed me off, so I get to fucking fuck you up. Well, honestly, and, like that's bullshit. my personal opinion on Tyreek Kill is he'll probably be a Ray Rice situation and will never play another down in the NFL ever again. And here's hoping. And and here's hoping that because, you know, child abuse is wrong. It's horrible. Don't do it. Spousal abuse is horrible. Um, you can't, don't solve problems by know, hitting other people. No. Okay? If you're in a bar and it's guy on guy and he's like, fuck you, I'm going to fuck you up. And you're like, well, no, you're not. And then you get into a fight at a bar, that's one thing. To be at home in your domestic, you know, relationship and this that and the other thing and she says no you're not going out tonight and you're like fuck you i'm going out and she takes your car keys off of you don't beat the shit out of her and say fuck you i'm going out like if your kid cries if you're, yeah but right but also don't be cry, in a relationship it, where they take your car keys in the first place that's a whole different story okay, just that's a whole different understand you know that's a whole mean? different story like you might need to get out like that's whole that's part but that's part you know, of the steve like that's part of the fucking i understand violence issue i understand like, is like sometimes people get into fucking domestic violence situations because neither person 
has a right has head. the sense to walk away. Has the sense to walk away. You know away. what I mean? But you got to walk away. Also, you got to learn to walk away. You Especially walk if you're going to be a, a high profile athlete with you know millions you of know, dollars on the you table, she took you got to have the common you know sense to walk and, away. And whether it's he or she took your car keys and says, fuck you, you're not going anywhere, you still have two feet. You can open a door yeah. and walk down the street. You can do an Uber. You can do you an can Uber. You can do a Lyft. I wouldn't even do an Uber or Lyft. I just walk down the street and just. Sometimes that's all it takes. You know, and, and walk around the block and think it and over. I'm not defending. I'm not defending Tyreek Hill. I'm not defending. But anybody. the kid's innocent. The kid's innocent. Matter. The kids. Innocent. Kids are kids. If and kids are fucking hardcore. Now, they're delightful and they're fun to be around. Now, but now sometimes granted, they get cranky and they act granted, out and they do bad shit. Now, granted, it's a phone conversation it was recorded that she said about him breaking the kid's arm. Here and there, whether it's true or not true. There's still doctors, the attitudes that he expresses. The attitudes he expresses, like where he's basically like, "Well, so what if I did?" Like, that's right, horrible. That, that's horrible. Uh, honestly, I hope he doesn't play another down the NFL. I'm sorry you did well for me in my fantasy league, but you know what? Fuck you, you're a douchebag. Yeah, I'm out. I don't draft right? bad people anymore. Nope, not at all. One year I had fucking Michael Vick on my team, and I was like. Do I really need to have? He's probably the worst guy I could possibly draft, but I need a backup quarterback. But you know who I also had that year on that same team? Aaron Hernandez, who like killed humans. I mean, there's a there's a pecking order. I'm sorry, you know, don't abuse dogs, don't abuse anyone. You know, again, like not a strong argument for Matt being in a fantasy league next year. You're not you're not making your case very well. And, you know, I know August will roll around and I'll get emails from all my buddies. And I'll be like, I love you guys so much. Let's do a draft. Let's do this again. Um, Steelers, a little more Steelers news. They're likely to climb the Artie Burns 50-year option, which means that he's under contract for the 50-year option, uh, which would make him an early unrestricted free agent if any of the teams want to offer him any money. The Steelers have the first right of refusal um, or pay him here or there. that's not news because Artie Burns hasn't really done what he's was drafted to do, and he was the number one draft pick overall four years ago. Um, so not the worst bust in Steelers not the worst history. bust. In, no, Lima Sweet I think is the worst bust in our mm, recent history, and he recent, was only a second yeah. round pick. But he at least like laid a guy out in the AFC Championship game. That is true. So. Uh, also, and big, he did have one good catch one time. Also, big congrats to Bobby Moe. Uh, Bobby Moe, Robert Morris University, they win the NEC uh, golf championship. Awesome. So that's a little... Do uh, they play at Moon? Moon Run? <laughs> I don't think so. I think <laughs> they actually play at um, uh, Short Tree Valley. Oh, really? Uh, I don't know course. where championships were played. Yeah. Um, I don't know where championships were played for the NEC. It's a small conference. And it's basically mainly East Coast. Yeah, it's not great some, golf weather. And it's really some shitty golf weather yeah. uh, over here when they're playing their championships. So, who knows? Hey, I, don't, well, I don't think they were playing Beth Page Black, by the way. Well, congratulations to Robert Morris. Definitely congratulations to them. Uh, Matt, what do you got going on this week in sports? What are you looking forward to? Like I said, man, my Crystal Palace is on at 12.30 on Saturday so I can sleep in, make some breakfast, and then park myself in front of the TV for two hours. Um, you know, the, the Kentucky Derby is coming up, and I have no Oh, takes. shit! I forgot about the Derby I have on no, Saturday. My only Derby take is that I think I just barely have enough mint growing in my garden from last year 
for to some make, uh, like, mint juleps? Maybe like four mint juleps. Like I don't, I don't like. Is the growing season that much longer in Kentucky that they're able to serve like a hundred and fifty thousand of those things uh, on the first a, Saturday they, in May? They, they, they get or do they of, ship it in they from ship like, it in. California? They ship it in. So I'm trying to do everything local, and like um, yes, like yes, me and me and the missus will have some mint juleps on Saturday. Um, but and I, know, I don't, I don't have enough mint to like. And knowing your missus, she's gonna wear like a big floppy hat. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We've actually, we've actually got a couple. We're gonna, we've got a. We were actually invited to two parties this Saturday, so I'm not even sure I'm going to see the race. And it's not worth like rearranging your whole day. No, it's around not. something that because lasts a minute and a half. It lasts a minute. It lasts a minute and a half, and the coverage starts at noon, yeah. and the race is at five fifty-eight, and it's over at six. So ideally, um, I will be out and about from like three o'clock until whenever the bars close. So I can tell you that for me, for Saturday, for the Derby, thanks for reminding me. I gotta run my work derby pool, which basically is just blind numbers. You take one through twenty, you put them in a hat, you give me ten bucks, you pick it. If your horse <laughs> you pull wins, a long shot. If your if your horse wins, you win the pot, and that's all it is. Yeah. So somebody's gonna win two hundred bucks, but probably not someone who pulls like a fifty to one. No, we just do a straight up like your horse wins. That's it. Yeah, you're too busy like serving drinks to. Yeah. To, like, yeah. run a fucking tote board, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't run a tote board. But in the meantime, folks, thank you very much for listening to Matt and I again on Bold Sports. We'll be back next week with more exciting things going on here in Pittsburgh and around the nation. Uh, give us a shout uh, at Bold PGH Sports on Twitter, at Bold Pittsburgh on Twitter, uh, Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook, and... Uh, we also have an Instagram. It's full PGH um, on Instagram. All right, folks. Talk to there, and uh, we'll be back next week with more hot takes on what's going on. Have a good week. Hey, Ian's. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.